Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Grab a notepad and let's go. Write this down. What do I do when I'm at my breaking point? Write it down. What do I do when I'm at my breaking point? Today, I think it's going to be really informative. Everybody, remember this, everybody's going to come to a breaking point in life. You might be in it right now, but remember this, one day it's coming. It's not a negative confession, amen? It's an awesome opportunity for us to be ready and get some knowledge about some stuff that's important. You know, this week, I was Wednesday night was really good to go back and listen. It was really informative about how do I invite God? And I'm going to continue that series this Wednesday. How do I invite God into my situations? Amen? It was pretty strong, right? And I went back. I was watching myself, and they were laughing. And I was like, are you listening to yourself? I never listened to myself, but I knew I needed to hear something. And I was talking about confession just for a minute in it. And I said, you know, if you, if you start feeling the flames, the difference is this. When pressure starts coming in life, your confession when you feel the flames is going to determine whether Jesus could come stand with you in the fire. Amen? That's the truth. Your confession. So you're going to have to keep an understanding that stuff's going to come that's going to be kind of overwhelming or maybe like almost an obstacle. But guess what? What I learned today, I can bring when trouble shows up tomorrow. Amen? So you might not be going through it right now, but sooner or later, you're going to need a breakthrough. And what I started to notice this, breakthroughs in life means I'm going to another level of life. How many of you know if you ain't going through a breakthrough, you might not be growing? So you might have, it's almost like I'm looking for things to break through and break out of mindset, stuff that's holding me back. So I asked myself, what is a breakthrough? It's the point. A breaking point is this. The breaking point is the key. I'm at the point which a person gives way under the stress. Okay? The point at which something breaks down or gives way. The breaking point of something is the point at which stress has increased so much that things begin to fall apart or break down. Before something's reached its breaking point, it has to go under many trials and tensions. Everybody is going to come to a breaking point. It's going to happen. You're going to, you ever been there? Like moms might be like, man, these kids are driving me up a wall. I'm at my breaking point. I can't take the business guys. You know what I mean? You, all you business people, you know. It was funny. I was telling somebody, I was like, oh, you think when you become a millionaire, it becomes easy. No. I was like, I got people rolling at a level that, guess what? You could be a multimillionaire and have more problems because you're constantly in pressure. Because you always got cash flow problems, something's going on. It's never, it's never a walk in the park. There's always something that's pushing against you. Why? Because here's what you got to remember: life can seem to be overwhelming sometimes. We get emerged and engulfed. We seem like we're overcome. They're overwhelmed in areas. We become overwhelmed completely in mind or feeling. That's a tough one, ain't it? I feel like in my mind I'm overwhelmed. I feel like my feelings are overwhelmed, and I don't know how in the world I'm going to make it to tomorrow. Everybody in the room sooner or later is going to come to a breaking point. The key is this. Are we going to make the right decisions so we can get the breakthrough to go to another level of what God has for us? Because one of the things I don't want to do and what you don't want to do is I don't want to repeat the same seasons of life over and over. I want to go to another level of what God has for me. So I started asking myself some questions that I think are really important. I think you'll probably ask these to yourself at one time. What is this? Why am I, why am I where I'm at and why do I need a breakthrough in the area where I feel like I'm breaking? 
I'm breaking. I don't feel like I can handle it. Some, maybe it's stress. Maybe it's life. Maybe it's the ups. Maybe it's the downs. Maybe it's the goods. Maybe it's the bad. I got news for you. Even the good life sometimes brings you to a breaking point because you get to a place where stuff is happening so fast, I don't feel like I can handle it. feels like my life is going out of control. feels like stuff just isn't working out. So what do I do? So listen, what do I do when I'm at my breaking point? Well, number one, I think we've got to start asking ourselves some questions that help us not only just understand why, but we now learn how to navigate through. That is one of the biggest things. Because one of the things about a breakthrough is it breaks and you got to go through. It opens and you got to walk through. If you're not careful, you'll get the break but not step through and you'll stay in the same dimension you were in last season. It's going to take a little bit of work, but what? Guess what? If I properly put it in perspective, I'm going to another season. Amen? So write this down. Here we go. Number one, what am I doing? I'm at my breaking point, and everyone's breaking point is different, but here is the common point. It's when you get to the end of your ability. Write that down. Right? So I'm going to go slow. Okay? Seriously, I'm at my breaking point. Everybody is going to come to a breaking point. I can't take it anymore, but here's the key. The point is this. Here's the one common factor. This is what? When we all get to the end of our ability. My capacity might be different than your capacity, but that doesn't mean I'm better than you or you're better than me. Guess what? My breaking point might not be your breaking point, but bottom line, it comes down to one common thing. I'm at the end of my ability. I don't have any more. I have no more ability in this situation. I have no more. And guess what? You ever do this? Well, why, why are you, what are you worried about? That ain't a big deal. You ever hear that one? Guys, don't say that to your wife. Not smart. What are you crying about? Not good. <laughs> Learn from my pain, amen? No, Pastor Liz is strong, you know what I mean? But you ever just be like, well, what are you crying about? No, listen, remember this. This is very important. Pull this in, I know you are. It's just the end of ability. When you're at the end of your ability, you're at your breaking point. When I'm at the end of my ability, I'm at my breaking point. But I got news for you, guess what? Everybody's got the end of their ability. So how do, we let, how do we take away and learn? What are we gonna do? Look, guys, it seems like sometimes, you know, and I'll, as I preach this, you're gonna see this. You ever just feel like life's just, everything's miserable, Every, nothing's working? <laughs> you ever try to fix something in the house and the whole house is a piece of junk because you couldn't figure out a light bulb? You know what I mean? <laughs> you got one little thing wrong, it's like, this house is garbage, sell it. I don't live here no more. Piece of junk. I'm in somebody's porch right now. <laughs> oh, I'm in that whole row right there. Praise the Lord, right? I do it too, bro. I went to go fix something one day. I was ready to sell the whole house. Oh, I just, why? And then you ever get mad? I'm throwing stuff. Pastor Chris, you get mad like that? Yeah. I forget it. And then you come back 15 minutes later and you go back at it. Now you're not selling the house. You're selling everything. You're moving out of the state of Florida. You ever been there? You know what I'm saying? You're like, I don't want to be here no more. There's goofy Floridians. No, it's not that. It's just you're going to a place where tension is rising at a new level. I'm at the end of my ability. Help me, Jesus, right? So remember this. Perspective is key here, but here's one thing. I'm at my breaking point. Everybody's breaking point is different. That's when I get to the end of my ability. I think Paul said it best. Look what Paul says in Galatians 2, 19. This is so good. For I, through the law, am under the operation of the curse of the law. I have found death in Christ. Look at verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. In him, I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live 
but Christ, the Messiah, lives in me, and the life I live now by faith is his faith he gave me. Here's your takeaway. Write this down. First, realize you're not alone. You can rely on God, and he can be trusted. Do you see that right there? By adherence to and reliance on God and complete trust in him. Do you see that in verse 20? Got to rely on him and trust him. Here's the thing you got to remember. When I'm at the end of my ability, God's ability kicks in. Now, did you get that? When you get to the end, remember this now. When I am at the end of my ability, God's ability kicks in. Now, here's the thing, though. You got to lean on that. It's no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. Now, that's great to remember when we're preaching, but I seem to forget it when I'm walking through life. So here's the takeaway. What do I got to do? Application is key. You could have all the knowledge in the world and not know when to apply it. Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge in a given situation. Did you get that? That's what wisdom is. Did you pull that in? Wisdom is the ability. I'm going to come down here for a minute. Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge at the perfect point when it needs to be. Did you pull that in? Do you understand that? So this is the key. I have to understand when, when am I really pressed out? When I'm at the end of my ability and I feel like I can't do anything else. Paul figured out this. That's when I'm the strongest. Not me who's living, but Christ who lives in me. What is that? Reliance and trust on him. Did you pull that in? How do I remember that? Is this? I could trust him and I can rely on him. You got to remember that when you're at that breaking point. Because everybody's going to come to a breaking point. You're going to feel like, I can't take another. How many of you, come on, man, don't raise your hand. You feel like I couldn't even breathe. I can't even take another step. I don't even feel like getting up tomorrow. Come on, something's put you in that, whether it's grief or pain or loss. Somebody say, well, I never felt that. You will one day. Now, I'm not saying that, like, I don't want to be the doomsday prophet, but let me tell you what the future holds, ups and downs, goods and bads. You're going to all have to remember this stuff. Trust and reliance is easy when we're in the church, but when the pressure shows up, are we really trusting them? Number two, here it is, right here. My breaking point is all about my perspective. It's about how you're perceiving things. That's what it comes down to. Your breaking point is all about your perspective. Sometimes you got to just, like, try to stop fixing it. Just leave it alone. Don't try to fix it. My breaking point is all about my perspective. It's like, what do you perceive? Well, you know, you ever just have a bad day? Nothing's good. Nothing's good, right? It's like everything stinks. It's like, you know, you have like a, a, just, a, just a bad day. You know, you're just like, oh, this stinks and that stinks and nothing's good and blah, blah, blah. Perspective is everything. We've all been there. You have like, you quit. You don't want to, you quit on God. You quit church. You quit life. You quit the marriage. You quit everything. You quit, the, the kids are driving you up a wall. You just quit. I just want to check out and quit. I don't want to be bothered no more. Maybe you got relatives that are driving you up a wall. Whatever it is, sometimes the key thing is this, understanding you got to keep the right perspective perspective. Look what he says here. This is so good. First Corinthians 10, 13, he says this, for no temptation, no trial, no matter what is enticing you to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. Now, I said something here, and this is, if I really want you to all pay attention, I know you're doing great, but I really need your attention right here, and if you're watching, I really want you to pay attention. I don't want anybody moving around, just really pull this in, because I think this is so critical, really hurt, it really didn't hurt my heart, but it really, really compelled me when I got to this point, that I want you to realize something. I need everybody paying attention. You paying attention? Everybody look it. Look right here. What you're going through might not be real, in your head, but it feels real real to you. 
And I don't want you just to just like think there's something wrong with you. There's not. It's common to everybody. Does that make sense? So I might, might be like, well, why do I think these crazy thoughts? They're not crazy. You understand know what I'm saying? You're feeling them and somebody else is feeling them. Don't think you're strange. You're not broken. You're not, you're not, you're not mentally off. You're not, well, I don't want to live no more. Somebody's thought, multiple people in this room thought that. The key is don't you ever act on those thoughts. You understand know me? Because they're real to you. Don't tell me the thoughts aren't real. I can hear them. They're real. And I understand it. But they're not yours. You got to realize they're not yours. I'm telling you, I love you. Listen to me. They're not yours. The devil's he's a sneak, man. He's dangerous. He's giving you ideas. Well, you're not, your life's not worth living. No, your life's worth living. But I'll tell you right here now, there's multiple people in this room said, and I don't want you to do this, but if you, if you, did you hear that? Every hand in this room would go up. Well, you're not good enough. You, you are good enough. Well, my past has robbed me from my future. Not true. When you're, everybody's thought those thoughts. Listen to me. Every hand can go up in here, and you don't raise your hand. But you understand what I'm saying? You're not broken because you have these ideas. You're not messed up because you have these thoughts. There's nothing wrong with you because you feel like you can't. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you because you something in life one day, maybe you missed, we've all missed it. Maybe there's something you're not proud of. Maybe there's something you do. I don't care about any of it. I don't care about any of it. Neither does God. He put it all under the blood. But what you got to understand is this. It's, it's common to man. People just don't talk about it. People don't want to say, they don't expose themselves at this level. And if you're not careful, you'll feel isolated and feel like, I'm the only one who has these thoughts. My head's like a machine. It just doesn't stop. No, listen, we're going to help you. Because look what it says in the Bible. My perspective. It's just like you know, people get to a breaking point. They don't, they don't want to live in the door. They don't want to go through life. They just get tired. They just want to quit. They want to go, go fly away somewhere, but you can't. Because stuff's waiting for you every day. Maybe you're in a really bad marriage. Guess what? Stuff's waiting for you. Maybe the kid's not responding right. I don't know. Some of you got 40-year-old kids. They've just been wearing you out. I don't know what it is, but we're going to come to this. Maybe that business didn't work. I don't know. Maybe you don't know how you're going to put food on the table. I don't know. I know this. And you want to know what's crazy? This is so good. This is so God. Please hear me. It's something so little, but it could cause so much harassment in your mind. You know what I'm saying? It's something so little like, why am I letting this thing bother me? It's okay. But you ever been like this? Man, you let things bother you one day, and then the next day, three, four days, and then you think, man, why didn't I invite God into this thing? That's why Wednesday is so good. Inviting God into my situations is a choice. It's not like, God, I got to remind myself. I, I'm trying to pastor church. You know what God told me one time? He said, you want to know what your problem is? I said, here we go again. This should be great. This should be a long time, a long list. He said, you need to supernaturally pastor the church. You're trying to naturally pastor it. And if you don't learn how to supernaturally pastor that church, that thing will bury you, kid. And I said, what does that mean? Stay ahead of it in prayer. See what I'm saying? I got to give it to God. I try to pastor the church without God. Okay, go slow. I'm really working for God. You know what I mean? Remember the Blues Brothers? We're working for the Penguin. Remember that? <laughs> I don't know. It's a bad movie, I think, but I remember that one line. Wasn't that cool? Like, what, remember they doing all that crazy stuff? Right? I watched it way back. Me and my dad watched it. Remember that? 
They're like, why were they getting in trouble? We're working for the penguin. They thought they were doing something for the Lord, you know, and they're like causing havoc. Don't watch the movie. I think they curse a lot. I don't know. I watched it, like, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? But it's like, they're saying they're like, they're robbing people to get money to help the church, and they think they're doing a noble thing. Okay, you putting it together? I don't know where that came from. See, I told you your mind will go places you don't want it to go if you let it. But are you getting what I'm saying? Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm working for God. I probably have the number one job working for God because I'm supposed to be his representation in the church, but I'm not asking him what he wants done in his church. Somebody slap me now. Are you seeing this? I got to remind myself to invite God in, and I'm basically the guy running his company. What is wrong with me? Because we get out too far in our own ability. Hey, God, come on in. I got so many problems. Come on in. I want to. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Two, three days, I'm trying to carry burdens God never designed me to carry. Invite them in early so you don't have to stay up late. Invite them in early. So you don't have to figure it out. You see it? Look, we all, look, we'd be lying if we said we all don't do it. I do it every day. I'm preaching myself happy, amen? Come on. You got to do it. So because I feel like I'm losing my mind. I lost my mind like 10 years ago, bro. Come on, you see what I'm saying? And I'm not taking that little, just hang in there. I know it's breaking. It seems like it's impossible. But I'm going to tell you right now, when it feels impossible, you say, God, come in. Come on, you say it right now. Say, God, come in. Next time you don't feel like you can take another step, say, God, come in. Next time you feel like you can't make another breath, God, come in this situation. God, come in this matter. God, get in these finances. God, get in my pain. Get in my grief. Get in my sorrow. Get in this situation because I can't take it anymore. God, come on in. Try to win these battles on your own. You were never designed. But here's the cool part. It says this, that with every one of these trials, there's a way of escape. Look what it says. He says, God said, don't you get tired and don't you get weak. And God's going to give you strength of resistance and power to endure. You see that? He said, I'm going to give you strength of resistance and power to endure. Somebody say, I can endure homeschooling. Praise the Lord. It's only two more weeks. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 All the people are like, what is he talking about? You ain't got kids, bro. Pray for us. Intercede. And one day you're going to have them or you're basically you're going to know one or someone's going to show up in your backyard. Pray. Because it's like, I'm not going to do this stuff. Thank God for Pastor Liz. Y'all better pray for her. I don't know how she does it. I was like, I don't know. I was like, just call it the end of the year, done. All right, but with that, I was like, just give them all. I was like, I don't even want to tell you the other day what I said. I was like, you, you're going to pass? Yeah, I pass. I was like, I don't care what you do. Just go in another room, please. I, I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. I, I can't handle it no more. I'm done. I'm, I'm at my breaking point, kid. Just go see your grandmother. Also provide the way of escape, a landing place that you may be capable, strong, and powerful to bear up under it patiently. There's patience. I don't like that fruit either. All right, ready? So now here's the thing. Everybody say trouble. Answer. Test. Temptation, God's promise. This is how life is for you. They're running side by side. He said, with the problem, with the addiction, with the pain, with the jacked up life, with the situation, answers from God, promises from God, anointing from God. They run like this. Choose one. He said, with the temptation, I've given you a way of escape. 
There's an escape. You know, I was laughing, right? You ever watch like TV, like Indiana Jones or, you know, or you're watching something or, you know, you, you ever see this one? This one's cute, right? I, was, I kidded with him in the morning, right? Like, oh yeah, they're all on the plane and something happens to the pilot. You're like, the guy's going to fly the plane. The guy cannot fly a 747. This is total bogus baloney. You know what? But guess what? It's a movie, right? It's a stupid movie. So what do you know? There's going to be a way of escape. All of a sudden, what do you know? Yes, I know how, I, I know how to fly a 747. You can't even fly a stinking flight simulator on a video game where you can fly in the plane. Be quiet. You know what I'm saying? But there's a way of escape. Indiana Jones, you ain't freaking out. You know he's going to get out. This is impossible. They always get out. Why? Because TV makes a place in your mind where you know there's always a way of escape. They're going to pull some kind of deal and get out and escape. Well, I got news for you. God is the greatest escape artist there has ever been. Because with the trial, with the test, with the temptation, with the prama, promise, with the problem, with the drama, and all that. He got the problem solved. He's got the answer over here. He's got a way to get you out. You just got to what? Invite him in to get you out. You see what I'm saying? There's a way out. Don't think you're in over your head and you can't get out. You know, Brother Norval, I'll tell you what. I, know, I was talking to Brother Norval one time, and this really helped me. I said, Brother Norval, why did God send you all the way across the town to go pray for some kid? He said, because, you know what? He said, great question. He said, because God, and this is what I, this is what I heard, so I don't know. He said it, and I heard this in my, in my insides. I said, God will never put you before something you can't handle. So if you're in a, this, I'm, I'm, I'm punching the devil right in the head today. You understand me? Because you're like, why do I have those mind, listen to me. Don't, don't look, you're not supposed to just look on your phone and play games. Look at me. Look at, I know you're, I don't know who he is. I'm just saying, that's like a humorous thing. But if you got rebuked by it, whatever. All right, so here, look at me. This is going to save you 30 years of your life. Let me tell you, these, these things ain't just, this ain't, this is not pablum. This is deep, man. But I'm, I'm trying to rise it to the surface. If it's in front of you, you can handle it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in front of you. So let me say it like this. If it's in your head, you can handle it. Otherwise, God wouldn't let it get in there. He's not the author of it, but he's going to make sure you don't get pressed too hard. You better hear what I just said. Did you hear what I just said? If it was allowed to get in your head, now I'm not saying God put it there. Please understand. Don't go getting theologically weird with me. Just hear me. If it got in your head, you can handle it. Otherwise, it would never would have got in your head. So every, if it's a financial pressure, there's a way out of it. That's what I got out of that story. If God puts it in front of you, God knows you can handle it. And God knows you can overcome it with his word and be victorious in it. So now you got the devil on the run. Because next time he shows up with some stuff, you're going to be like, you picked the wrong dude. Because I know if you're in front of me, I can beat you. Because God would never leave me in a place where I could be defeated. Because he's never been defeated a day in his life. So God in me got the answer over you. Amen? Ain't that good news? So what's my takeaway? Guess what? God's got a way out of all of it. What? And let him in to help you. That's the key. Let him in, okay? God's got a way out of it. You understand that? That's the truth. God's got a way out of all of it. Let him help you. He wants to. So let him in. And then you got to listen. You got to be a good listener when you let him in. Don't, some of you, I know, God, come on in. Let me tell you what we're going to do. No, that is not what you do. God, come on in here. Let me tell you how I'm going to do it. No. Go, God, come on in and tell me what to do. Amen? How am I going to beat these? Because well, he's going to tell you, read the word of God. He's going to tell you what you already know to do. But now you got to do it. Application is the action that produces results, right? Look at this one. When I think for sure this time I'm going under, I finally found the place of new overcoming power. 
This one's going to sink me for sure. You ever been there? I'm telling you, you've been there. And if you haven't, you will with your breaking point. When I think for sure this time I'm going under, guess what? You're going to find a new ability to overcome. Sometimes in life, the breakthrough just shows you how really strong you are. I thought this, you know, we say, right, we didn't kill you, make you stronger. It's kind of true. You think like, man, if this one, this one's going to really do, some of you know what I'm saying? If this one doesn't do this marriage in, then guess what? My God in heaven, I thought for sure we were done. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But guess what? You overcame. That might not be your thing. Man, I got hit with this or you got hit in business or something happened or life got weird or something got a little off. And you're like, man, this one. But guess what? Maybe grief or loss or pain or a doctor's report. You know, you know, some people, man, I've seen that doctor's report show up and just knock the wind out of people. But guess what? That didn't get you under. Nothing got you under. God showed you how to be what? An overcomer. Look what it says right here. I like this one. I love these scriptures, right? In the King James, it says this. 1 John 4 and 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And look what the message says in 1 John 5 and 4. This is so strong. Just read these scriptures. Write these down. Please go back over them. Look, every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. Man, ain't that good? You're God-begotten. That conquers the world. How about this? The conquering power that brings the worlds to its knees is our faith. Your faith brings the worlds to its knees. Do you read that? Do you see that? Your faith. Whose faith? I ain't got that much faith. You got more faith than you know you got, and I'm going to show it to you right here. Look at this, right? The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes in Jesus as the Son of God. You know what's funny? Here's the thing. Write this down. This is my takeaway. This is my action point. This is what I do. God gave me the measure of faith to overcome every battle. Write that down. God gave you the measure of faith to overcome every battle. That's what he said in Romans 12, 1 and 2. He said, I bese- don't go there. I beseech you there for brethren by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, just, and acceptable, which is reasonable service, which you give unto the Lord. And what? And he gave to every man the measure of faith. The measure of faith. We mean the measure. You don't have a measure. You got the measure. That means you have the ability to overcome everything that comes before you in life. You got the faith for it. Come on. Say it out loud. I got the faith for it. No matter what comes at me, I got the faith for it. But what do I got to do with faith? I got to reach into my belief system. See, everybody says, I can't do it. I can't take it. You can do it and take it. You know why? You got belief for it. Amen? You just got to tap into the right source of strength. You got this thing. All you got to do is put it in the right perspective. Where am I at my breaking point? Sometimes it's a lot of stuff. Here's the big one. Sometimes in the middle of it, write this down. Number four, sometimes in the middle of it, the only thing I see is the bad stuff. I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel because I'm so jacked up, I don't even see straight. Yeah, I know this ain't for you. I'll just preach to myself. All, right. All I see is the bad stuff. Sometimes in the middle of the, this, this breakthrough stuff, I look very angelic right here in this shot, Lauren. Look at me. I look like, I look like one of those guys, you know, and then like you, you, you do the face like uh, what I was working. No, all right, anyway. All right, so that's pretty, hey, how you doing? I came over here. I was like, who's that guy? All right, come on. Laugh. Will you for crying out loud? I've been trapped in the house. Some of you guys got to lighten up, okay? So you get, did, you, did you get that last point? Did you pull that one in? What would I say? It's a test. You ain't paying attention. Jerry, what did I say? See, you ain't even paying attention. <laughs> Kelsey got it. What did I say, Kels? 
Sometimes in the middle of it, all I see is the, ain't that the God's honest truth? You answered very correctly. Very, very. Isn't that true? Everything else is good, but that one bad thing made you want to quit on everything. Look at me. I'm telling on all of you today, and you just don't want to admit it. What do you, oh, I, don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. What's he preaching about today? I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't do that. No, I'm talking about you. You know what I'm saying? You got that one bad little moment and the whole world's coming off. You ever get there? Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, you be on the road and driving and now you're in traffic. I don't even want to go to this place. You don't want to go see this mouse. This place could be crazy. 105 degrees. Blah, 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 blah. I'm on I-4. This place is a parking lot. They can't fix this road. I've been fixing this since I got here, 91. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you don't do that? You don't do that? Go to grocery store. Man, you cracked me up. That was funny. She sent me that thing. This guy, this guy I've seen the feet. Y'all seen it on TV, right? The feet thing, he's at the bank. He went. And he did, he, he jumped. He, he jumped every, six feet. Everywhere he went. He's in the bank. And he went, huh. Then he went to the next spot. Huh. He, he was cracking me up. And I said, I don't know what to do. I went, to, I touched you. It's all right, though. I'm clean, right? I don't know what to do. I went in the store with Pastor Liz. Thank God she came with me. I would have lost it. Don't go up that aisle, sir. I, I was like, that, I told you this last week. I was serious. I was serious. Have you been out? Some of you ain't been out. You better go with patience, otherwise you might hurt somebody. I don't know none of the rules. They got air traffic. They got lines on the floor, and you can't. I said, bro, no, nah, I can't handle this. I don't know what to do. Billy, I didn't know what to do. I got nervous. Then they look at you. You touch somebody. You don't touch nobody out neither. <sighs> Wear your mask. I'm cool with it. Do whatever you want to do. I'm down. I'm not belittling it. I understand. Be careful. But I got to know the rules before we get there. I didn't know the rules. Sir. Yes. I, what, what, what? You got to go up the aisle and down. Oh, I didn't even know there was stuff on the floor. I don't look down. I'm usually looking up. Now I know there's look on the floor. I don't know. <laughs> Pastor Liz put that mask on. I thought we were playing doctor. I got excited, bro. <laughs> she showed up with a mask and said, praise be to God. This quarantine's working out for me. Glory to God. I've been saying we better play. All right, little ears, just chill out. What's he talking about? Your mother will explain on the ride home. Right? Anyway, I said, praise be to God. She said, no, we're going to the grocery store. I said, this ain't, that ain't fun. I put that thing on. I said, praise be to God. Am I the doctor or are you the patient? How's this going to work out? I am excited. Then I went in there, and the guy totally blew my deal. He's like, you can't walk there. You can't do this. I was like, I'm, I'm going in the house. I don't need to eat this bad, James. I don't. Forget it. I'll fast. Well, leave me alone. All right. <laughs> it's true, though. Praise be God. I got excited. That mask, I did Brother Lynn. Woo-hoo-hoo. I was ready to tickle ivory. Hey, look at this. Something, sometime in the middle of it, all I see is the bad stuff. You don't put, put, on, put on the news. Everybody's going to die. The first week, I thought everybody was dead. I'm being serious, man. The first week, I thought we are all going to die. I was like, praise God, everybody enjoy life. I was ready to call people up and say, hey, man, it's great knowing you. They say this thing's going to sweep the nation. The whole world's going to die. Everybody's dead. I mean, that's, listen, some of you got people that died. I am not playing around. Like, I'm serious. But it was like such, look, people that I know people that died. I know people, we went to a church, the church we went to, one of the churches we went to, the, one of the ladies in the church passed away. This is not funny, but this is what I'm saying, no, hear me, we're not, gonna, we're not belittling people's laws, but here's what I'm saying, if you put on the news, we should all just, and if you keep looking at this, there's nothing good, and then you come to your line, what's good about my marriage? 
This, you got one little thing you got to fix, but the whole thing's no good. One little thing you got to, you'll focus on the one thing that's not working in this thing and you're willing to throw away 30 years or 30 days. Come on, you're looking at one thing, one thing, and you're like, you quit on this and you quit on that. You got one thing going on here. You got one thing going on there. You got one thing. Come on, man. Don't look at that one thing and throw the whole thing away for one thing. One little financial hiccup and you're ready to quit on God's prosperity. Look, I've been there. I passed through the church. I've been there, man. You know what I'm saying? One little thing. One little thing don't work out here. One little, and you quitting on everything. No, you ain't quitting on nothing. It's all about how you're looking at it. Look what he says here. Watch, this is so good. Look at Message Bible. You better write this down. This one's going to change you. Romans 3.28. Write this down, please. We finally figured it out. Our lives get in step with God and all others by letting him set the pace. Man, you better hear that. Okay, we finally figured it out. Our lives get in step with God and all others by letting him set the pace. Ready for this? I ran a marathon, right? I didn't run like the 26 like my buddy does. I'm on running. I ran a 5K, right? And I didn't know what to do, so I trained for this thing, right? So I know when I go, I'm going to go give it all I got. So I said, if I, I knew this. I said, if I set the pace, I'll, I'll, I'll go out too early and I won't finish. So I had somebody in the church. I said, you set the pace and I'll follow you. You know, I finished the thing strong. You want to know why? I didn't have to set the pace. I knew running was going to mean this. If I, I would have come out too quick and never been able to endure it in the end because I didn't know how to set the pace for one of these. I never did it before. But I went with somebody that runs, and somebody that runs, said, oh, I know how to do it. We'll pace our time, and we'll hit the line. We did great. You want to know why? I didn't have to be the pace setter. Look what I just read to you. Did you hear this? I know sometimes you read these scriptures, you don't really hear them, though. I love you, but read, read and hear at the same time. I know you are. Hear me. We finally figured it out. Our lives get in step with God and all others by letting him set the pace. You're not to let him set the pace. You're not that far behind, and you're maybe not that far ahead. Let God set the pace. As long as he sets the pace, you're going to be right on time. Don't we do that sometimes? We get too far ahead. We get too far. Let God set the pace in your life. See, here's the thing. Once you get the timing messed up, you start getting frustrated. Once you start getting frustrated, and guess what starts happening? You start losing your focus. Look at verse 30. Check this out. So good. He says this. How could it be otherwise since there's only one God? But look at verse 31. But by shifting our focus from what we do to what God does, we change everything. Did you see that? Look what it says here. By shifting our focus from what we do to what God does. That's my takeaway point. Write this down. Number four, action point. What's this? Shift your focus off of what you can do and shift your focus on what God can do. That's what he said. Shift your focus. I got to shift. Well, what can you do? Well, I probably can't do nothing, but with him, I could do everything. What can God do? Shifting my focus off of what I can do and shifting my focus onto what he can do. That's what he said to do. That's where he said the breakthroughs in life come. You see that? I'm in a breaking point. What do I do? Shift your focus. I can't get out of this. Nobody asked you to. But God can get you out. I can't change my mind from this thought. We didn't ask you. Ask him. And he'll get you off that thought. 
We didn't ask you what you can do. That's the problem, people. We ain't asking you what you can do. We're asking you, shift your focus off of what you can do and shift your focus on what God can do. Did you see that? Did you see verse 31? What did it say? But by shifting our focus from what we do to what God does, we cancel out all the other stuff. You just got to shift your focus. That's one of the great points. Here, write this one down. Number five. I didn't give them five in a more early one because I got time. It'll be six for you. But write this down. This is a big one. Sometimes, why, why, why do I feel like I'm at my breaking point? Sometimes it doesn't feel like I have the strength for this. Write that down. Sometimes it just doesn't feel like I have the strength for this. Listen, guys, this is really, I'm not, see, here's the thing. If I just gave you all this stuff and didn't give you the answer, then you can say, okay, but I'm going to give you the answer. It's okay to feel like you don't have the strength for this. It's okay to get tired. It's okay to say, I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I think sometimes in the church we get like, you shouldn't have any problems. That's ridiculous. But I got the answer to every one of the problems you got. It's in the word of God. Now, whether you choose to pick up the answer, that's on you. But I can't deny you don't have problems. I can't deny that somebody in this room is not battling an addiction. I can't deny somebody in this room is not battling saving their marriage. I can't deny that somebody in this room is probably battling every thought in their mind. I, got, I cannot deny it. Listen, there's some stuff going on. But I can promise you this, I got the answer for all the stuff going on because I got the answer in that book. I found a treasure book full of all the answers, amen? Now, whether you choose to apply the answers, that's on you. And I got, and you know what the cool part about this is? Even if you don't choose to apply them this year, God's long-suffering. He'll be here every day of every year waiting for you to say, I'm ready for you whenever you are. Amen? That's the good thing about God. Invite him in. Ain't he good? He's so good. But look at this. Sometimes what? I feel like what? What do I feel like? Sometimes I feel like I don't have the strength for this. You ever been there? You ever just been like, I got, no, I'm, I, I got nothing left. You know, you ever get to the end of your tank? And you're like, man, I got nothing left. I don't got nothing left. I feel like I can't take another step. It's okay. We're all going to get there. Look what it says right here. I want to show you this. I'm going to start off in the King James, then we'll read it in the message. It's Zechariah 4, 6. Many of you know the story. Then answered and spake unto me, saying this, the word of the Lord came into Zerubbabel, saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel, that thou shalt become a plain and shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. Look what it says in the Message Bible. It reads a little bit easier. This is God's message to Zerubbabel. You can't force these things. They only come about through my spirit, says the God of the angel armies. You can't force certain things. It's going to take time, but guess what? So big mountain, who do you think you are next to Zerubbabel? You're nothing but a molehill. He'll proceed to set the cornerstone in place, accomplishing the cheers. Yes, yes, do it. After the word of God came to me, Zerubbabel started rebuilding his temple, and he will complete it. And what? That will be your confirmation that the God of the angel army sent me to you. What's that mean? Not in my might and my strength, but in his might and his strength, God's going to finish what you started. Write that down. God is going to finish what I started. That's what he told Zerubbabel. He said, you're going to finish what you started. Amen? How many started? You're going to finish what you started. Amen? You're not going to finish and fall short. You're going to finish everything. But guess what? Write this down. What's my takeaway? What's my action? What do I got to remember? I'm going to leave this building. I got to remember five things, right? What do I got to remember? I got to remember a lot of stuff, but five things I got to do is that. 
The grace of God will make a way. Write that down. Grace is God's ability in you. Write it down. You got to call on the grace of God. Jesus said in the time of need, come to the mercy seat. Go to the throne of grace and get help in the time of need. Amen? In your time of need. So what am I going to do? I'm going to tell you exactly what you're going to do. You ready for this one? Number one, you're going to realize you're not alone and God can be relied on and he can be trusted. You got to remind yourself of that. I can rely on God. I can trust God. And I know God can be in this thing because I get to the end of my ability. His ability is going to kick in. Amen. What do I got to do? I got to know that God's giving me a way out of it. With the trouble, there's a promise. With the trauma, there's strength. Remember that. Don't forget that. Here's another one. I like this one, right? God gave me the faith for it. If it's in front of me, God gave me the faith for it. I can overcome it. I can overcome it in my mental space. I can overcome it in the finance. Wherever it is you're facing, God gave you the faith to overcome. Think of this one. One time I start seeing things are only bad, what do I know? I got to shift my focus off of what I can do and shift my focus on what he can do. Guys, he put the stars in the sky. He can handle your problems. He put the water in the sea. He can handle your problems. The Bible says in the scripture, he put the sand of the earth in a bucket and he's probably walking around with it going to the beach. Listen, man, he's got your troubles and your traumas and your drama in check. Just invite him in. And what was the last thing we just talked about? How about this one? I don't feel like I got the strength for it. Guess what? I might not have the strength for it in my natural ability, but there's grace. Write this down. There's grace for the place. No matter what place of life I'm in, I got grace for it. Amen. You might say, Pastor Cruz, you don't understand. I got 1,900 more things going on. I don't know about you, but I was laughing, you know, it was funny, you know, like we do a lot of this new, this new life now is part of this new system of, you know, oh my God, right? More, more drama. We got Zoom meetings and work meetings and this meeting and that meeting and shoot video and you can't, you can't go here. So you got to do, you can't go in the bank. I mean, it's just like life has become like all of it. And you're thinking like, man, just when I thought I had enough pressure, I got 18,000, I got pressure going to the grocery store. This was like a mundane, simple thing uh, six months ago. You know, go in, pick something off the thing, go to the bank. Do it. Now it's like it's an 18-hour project. The other day I went somewhere. I went. I don't even want to tell you where I went. I went to get a coffee and I took the kid with me. I was like, I can. I'm not going to be able to exist in, in the earth. This is way too slow for my ADD. So like, you know, the people in front of me, and I was being gracious. I was trying so hard. It literally took 15 minutes to get to the thing. I was like, I'm not going to be able to go out. Like, they, were like, they had gloves. And like, wear your gloves, wear your mask. I'm down. I understand. But I was like, and, 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 the, and then the people don't know what they're supposed to do. And the whole earth seems like it's coming off edge. And you're like going, I had, I had, I, I had pressure before. Now I got pressure at. You guys think you needed a breakthrough before. You're really going to need a breakthrough now. You got grace for the place. God could have put you in any dispensation of the earth. He brought you in this time for now. You can handle it. If you're facing this, you can handle it. You understand it? And whatever's going on in your mind, you can handle it. But this is a good one. Write this down. Number six, you get the bonus one today. Ready for this one? This one's going to get you on a really good, this one's going to get you in a really good place, I think. The blessing is bringing me to my breaking point. You can, put, you can hit it. The ble- write this down. The blessing the blessing is bringing me to my breaking point. What do you mean? I never thought of it like that. I did, I did, I did now. What do you mean? The blessing is bringing me to my breaking point. 
Well, you know what's funny? I started thinking about it. This breaking point, write this down. This breaking point might just be for your benefit. Did you get that? This breaking point might just be for your benefit. Why? Because you can't go to another level if you stay at the level where you're at. And you want to know what usually brings you to a breaking point? The promises of God. Can you stay with me? I know usually at the end we kind of, we're ready to go. and We got things on our mind. Stay right here. This might be the greatest point for you to receive. What do I mean? The breaking point might just be for my benefit because think of this. Every season that you're in to go to another season, you usually don't slide into simply and easily. You usually got to break out of where you were and bust into the new thing. It's kind of like it breaks and you go through. The Red Sea broke and they had to go through. This is the cool thing. I thought about Joseph. It had to get what? It had a break before he can go up. I thought about Job. It had a break before going. One of the greatest things is this. Think of the children of Israel. They got to believe God for everything. They're in Egypt. They got to believe God. They were given food. They were given water. They were given a roof over their head. Everything was going good in bondage. But God goes, you're leaving this season, and you're going to another season. Elijah, you're leaving the brook. You're going to another place. Abraham, leave your kindred, leave your land, and go to a place. Every single time you leave one dimension and step into another dimension, it seems like you got to walk through this breaking point to get to the breakthrough. And I thought about the children of Israel. They're mad. They're screaming. They're yelling. They're complaining. They're like, look, we don't want to go. We'd rather stay. But this is the funny thing about God. God will either by move you slowly into a place of change or force you to a place of change. The children of Israel didn't want to leave. They wanted to stay. Remember this. In some seasons of life, God will lead you out. And some seasons, he's going to force you out. It's better to go with him leading you out than him forcing you out. That's a bonus. But here's the key. The children of Israel thought this. It was bad leaving Egypt because it was uncomfortable and unfamiliar. Right that down. Why are they mad? Because it's uncomfortable and it's unfamiliar. The only way to get you from this season to next season is you're probably going to get uncomfortable in this one and your next place you're going is probably going to be unfamiliar. That's where trust and reliance on God comes in. This season, you got to go. You might hit your breakthrough, but here's the key. It's all connected to the blessing. It might produce a little uncomfortability, and it might produce unfamiliarity, but guess what? In the end, it's going to be the best place. The children of Israel said, isn't it better for us to just stay in Egypt? I would rather stay than died. See, there's the thing right there. If you're not looking right in the season where you're going, you'll think it's not worth it. Don't lose sight of the season where you're going. It's worth it. It might be uncomfortable, and it might be just a little unfamiliar right now, but stay the course. The blessing is greater than you realize. Don't disconnect. Walk through it. Everybody's got to go through it. It happened in this. I love this in Luke chapter 5. I've never seen this before. The blessing is bringing me to my breaking point. Look what it says. And Peter answered and said, Master, we've toiled all night. We're tired. We're exhausted. We caught nothing. It's empty. 
But on the ground of your word, I'll give it a shot and I'll lower a net. And when he'd done this, they caught a great number through the fish and then nets were full, and they were at the breaking point. What do you mean at the breaking point? The harvest. What you're getting ready to step into, right, is going to be so big that God's got to break you out of last season's mentality to bring in the next season breakthrough. God's going to break you out of last season's limitation and allow you to break into the next season overflow. God's removing you from one season and bringing you to another season. But I got news for you. Sometimes the only way to get out of where you are is you break through the old limitations. You break through the mindsets. You break through the stuff holding you back. You break through areas of thought. You break through all of it. And what do you do? You rely on him to take you from where you are to where you're going. And the greatest thing of all is this. You trust the process even though you don't see where the end's going to wind up. You know where the end's going to wind up. It's going to wind up good, trust me. But it might just be uncomfortable and it might be unfamiliar. But trust God. And you want to know what's funny? Look back what you didn't think you can get through. You got through it. Look what you think back to what said wouldn't work, couldn't work, you should have never made it, you made it. What do you got to remember? He's the God of the breakthrough, guys. He's the God of the breakthrough. But I'm at my breaking point. So what do I do? What do I do? You apply this stuff today. You take those action points you put in your life, and here's the We're all going to go through this season, but guess what? We're going to go through the season. We ain't staying. I'm telling you right here now, your breaking points in life, wherever that may be, is setting you up from the breakthrough in your life. Now, here's the key. Without the resistance, you would never fortify these strengths of the Word of God. Don't look at these things like they're problems. Just understand their promotions in disguise. Absorb them, put the word of God on them, and be like Jesus. It's written, man. I know that I can overcome. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. Let me pray for you today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.